This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. 10 Ways to Nurture a Relationship Movies love to show us the fun and exciting courtship part of a relationship. Two people fall in love, but they have to overcome some difficult challenges just to be together. Of course, they work it out in the end and live happily ever after. But simply getting into a relationship isn't the end of the story. It's the beginning of a whole new chapter, one that comes along with its own trials and hurdles. A relationship is like a bicycle, you know? It ain't going anywhere if only one wheel is working. Here at The Bright Side, we wanted to shed some light on some basic guidelines to keep your relationship healthy and flourishing, particularly early on. Follow these simple rules and your relationship will grow and deepen for years to come. Number one, follow the pace of the slower person. The primary reason new relationships fail is because of mismatched expectations on the part of the participants. If you try to do something your partner is not comfortable doing, odds are they'll push you away and things will fall apart before they've even begun. It's important that you not rush a new relationship or get invested too fast. Things have only just started, and you're still getting to know each other in this new, intimate way. If your partner needs to go slower than you, slow down and move at a pace that's comfortable for them. Check in with them whenever you want to take a new step, and don't do anything they're not ready to do. Of course, the physical stuff usually comes hand-in-hand with any romantic relationship. But do not put pressure on your partner to deliver. Make it clear that you'll proceed on a schedule that works for both of you. On that note... Number two, always get consent. If you want to do something with your partner, just ask. If they say yes, great. If they say no, or even an apprehensive, I don't know about that, back off. Respect their wishes and don't do anything without their consent. This is especially the case when it comes to getting intimate. Never ever force or pressure your partner to do anything they absolutely do not want to do. Even if they're unsure, it's better to just drop it so that they don't feel uncomfortable. What you want to get is enthusiastic consent. This means your partner is not only willing to do the thing you want to do, but is actively excited to do it. At least as much, or maybe even more than you are. Respect for your partner's autonomy and choice is very, very important. A relationship without respect is one doomed to fail. Number three, be respectfully assertive. Strike a balance where you're assertive, but not aggressive. Everyone likes a partner who takes initiative and comes up with things to do. 
Whenever you're looking to set up a date, have in mind at least two attractive options to offer. Don't just ask your partner what they want to do without proposing something. Otherwise, they'll assume that you don't really care or you don't actually want to go out at all. For example, if the topic of your date comes up, say something like, Well, I was thinking we could go to this new amazing restaurant downtown. I've also been itching to check out the new bowling alley at the mall. Did you have any ideas? If your partner likes one or both of your options, awesome, it's a date. If not, they should take this advice too and propose their own idea. And if they don't have any propositions or particular preference for one of your date options, that's fine. Just pick the one you like more. Number four, be kind. It's the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. You probably like when people are nice to you, so do the same to your partner. Teasing can be cute, but there is a limit. Plus, the person you're dating is almost guaranteed to be more sensitive than you think, so be kind. Don't be rude, insulting, or offensive to your partner. Instead, complimenting on something good they've done, or be sympathetic when they've made a mistake. Nobody's perfect, and we're only human after all. And be sincere, not sarcastic, about your kindness. Whenever the big moment comes and you have your first fight, keep a cool head. Easier said than done when emotions are high, I know. But screaming in someone's face does not solve the problem. You can disagree with each other, even get annoyed with the other, while still being kind and respectful. Try to explain your position and how you feel about the situation in a calm and mature way, and listen to your partner do the same. As for physical violence, no, never, absolutely not, period. Number five, be there for your partner. Follow through and keep your promises. Be sensitive to your partner's thoughts, feelings, and reactions to things. Support them when they need your help and listen to their concerns. If your partner thinks you're moving too fast or expresses discomfort with something, take action to change the situation. Stop doing anything your partner finds off-putting. Being a good listener will certainly make you a good partner. Number six, do things together. Go on dates, go shopping together, hang out with mutual friends. Whenever you're both ready, go and meet each other's parents. Every relationship evolves differently. You might end up initiating all your dates, or your partner might be the one to do it. Do your best to read body language signals while you're together and check in with your partner periodically to make sure they're comfortable and having fun. If you're taking most of the initiative, that might suggest your partner isn't that interested or isn't sure about the relationship. It could just be a sign that they're shy, or they expect you to take the lead most of the time. If you're not sure which one is the case, just ask. Number seven, give each other space. While it is important to do stuff together, that doesn't mean you have to do everything with each other. This is especially true in the beginning of a relationship, when both parties want to be with each other every single second of the day. There's nothing wrong with being head over heels in love with someone and wanting to spend your every waking moment with them. But you do risk getting sick of each other real fast. Plus, just because you're in a relationship, it doesn't mean you stop being an individual. Don't give up your hobbies just to spend more time with your new partner. If you have capoeira classes three times a week, keep doing it if it brings you joy. If you want to hang out with your friends or family in the upcoming weekend, don't feel bad about not spending this time with your new catch. Heck, if you just want to spend some time alone, go ahead. The same goes for your attitude about your partner's activities outside of your relationship. Don't get jealous if they aren't spending all their time with you 
and don't try to compete with their friends and family for their attention. That is a big relationship no-no. Number eight, communicate and look for signals. Always be attentive of your partner so that you can gauge any signals they're putting out. If they respond well to your flirting, laugh at your jokes, and seem comfortable around you, they're probably interested. On the other hand, if your partner keeps their distance, is more interested in their phone than they are in your conversation, or avoids making eye contact with you, then they'd probably rather be somewhere else. You can also gauge signals over text too. If you feel like you're always stretching to keep a text conversation going on, or your partner always replies with one-word answers like "great," "okay," "yep," and so on, that can be a sign of disinterest. Your partner likely knows these answers won't spark a meaningful conversation and may be trying to politely let you down easy. Take the hint and either talk about it directly or end things amicably and move on. In-person signals are often easier to interpret than digital ones, and they're typically more reliable. If you're getting mixed signals, go with the in-person ones over the signals you get over text. If you're confused, just be honest and talk about it with your partner. If they won't open up but continue sending mixed signals, it probably means they're unsure about the relationship. In that case, it's probably better to just go your separate ways. Number nine: Be patient. Life doesn't always go according to plan, now, does it? In fact, it rarely does. Your ideal partner might cross your path tomorrow or two years from now. A healthy relationship will color your world no matter how old you are, so don't rush into things. Otherwise, you might end up with the wrong person, which will only cause pain for everyone involved. You have your whole life to make this work, and finding the right person is its own reward. And even if you were convinced that you'd found your other half, but things ended up not working out, and you had to break it off, don't sweat it. People come and go in our lives. We learn from our experiences and become better people from them. If you're still looking for your soulmate, be patient. They could still be out there. Speaking of which, number ten. Do you have a soulmate? Some people believe in the concept of a soulmate, the one person you're destined to be with. And if you find that person, you'll be happy forever. It could be true. Who knows? The most important thing is finding someone who makes you happy, who supports you in your endeavors, and with whom you can share your life. That goes the other way around too. You better be doing that for them as well. Remember, that bicycle won't budge if both parts aren't doing their fair share of work. So good luck out there in the dating world. You're now armed with knowledge for better chances of success.